Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And this week, we are going to shock and surprise you a bit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this isn't quite a scared straight episode, but if you frequently find yourself ordering your meals from a drive through window, then this one might be a bit enlightening for you, which is what we're going for, of course, yeah, right, of course. John? That's right. Be- because believe it or not, there, there has been a dramatic shift in the way we eat in the last couple of years, actually. And it was just a couple of years ago that for the first time ever in this country, America can spend more money per year eating out than they did at the grocery store. The first time ever? For the first time ever. That's amazing. It was, uh, I think it was at the end of 2016, the, the survey results came out. And it was the first time that they've been conducting those surveys that, surveys that more money was spent at restaurants or uh, quick service restaurants than at uh, supermarkets, at grocery stores. Yeah, which is terrifying because, you know, <laughs> right. you're not taking control of your, of your food source, uh, which it's not surprising that it runs parallel with the obesity epidemic in this country, mm-hmm. all the health kind of issues that, it, you know, the heart disease and all those kinds of things. So... So anyway, so that's that's why we wanted to kind of talk about this today because, you know, so many of us are trying to to balance all of life's responsibilities, appointments, errands, whatever whatever you might have, and for a lot of us that's going to mean fast food. Of course, and because we go for fast food, like you said, when we're pinched for time, we don't have time to cook at home, and it's really easy to miss some of the surprising realities around these meals and the dramatic impact they can have on your health. Like, um, you know, we did the episode on salads, and it was shocking how oftentimes... 2,000 calorie salad, right? the salad is the worst thing on the menu. So we're going to go through some of those things, and thankfully, the Eat This, Not That team has rounded up some of the most surprising and even shocking, like John said, Mm -hmm. facts about fast food that will hopefully stick with you the next time you find yourself yearning for one of those quick burgers. And there is there is good news because protecting your waistline and wallet doesn't require actually ditching the burgers, sandwiches, and fries that you hate to love, of course. Um, once you've learned some of these uh, trade secrets that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about and some of the things that the team at Eat This Not That has, has rounded up for us, it's going to be easier for you to, to place healthier orders or to cut that one extra visit a week maybe and just kind of gain the balance there. Uh, so that way you can... You can lose the weight that you want to lose, mm-hmm. uh, get healthier, and actually save some of your hard-earned dollars. Okay, this this one put a frown on my face. Yeah. But the first thing on our list is fast food can actually make you sad. Yep. Um, don't let that happy meal fool you. But you know, even if you generally eat a healthy diet, eating fast food can increase your risk for depression, according to a public health nutrition study of nearly nine thousand participants. Those who eat greasy burgers, hot dogs, and fries are fifty one percent more likely to develop depression than those who don't indulge. That's crazy. I know. Sometimes. You, you could feel sad after the fact because you feel guilty right. if you just like That's downed true. all that food. But it's actually like over time, it can lead to depression. So the takeaway here is just try to limit your fast food habit to once or twice per month at the very most. Because we all want to be happy, yeah. right? And I think, look, there's, you know, overly highly processed foods just are tied to so many different health-related issues Mm -hmm, that we're aware of. And this is one that probably surprises some people because you don't think of depression as something that's being connected to this. But 51% are more likely to develop after after eating those kinds of foods. That's that's an eye-opener. So here's another one. Most of us have no idea just how caloric these meals actually are, which is crazy because even today with the calories posted on on most of the menus, it still escapes us just the harsh reality. Um, Sure. Now, if you're if you're a steady listener to the show, thank you, of course. But you probably have a better idea of just because you listen to the salads episode and you know there's a few. You know what I mean? So you you know what's going down. But the majority of folks aren't as knowledgeable, and that's according to a Harvard Medical School report. To come to this finding, the researchers asked 
1,877 adults, 330 school-aged children, and another 1,178 adolescents dining at Burger King, Subway, Wendy's, KFC, Dunkin' Donuts, and McDonald's how caloric they thought their meals were. Compared to the actual figures, the participant groups underestimated their meal's calorie content by 175 calories for the first group, 259 calories for the school age group, and 175 calories for the adolescents. And that's a big swing. I mean, we, we, when yeah, you're missing absolutely. by 200, 200 plus calories, that's, that's, a, that's a big gap right there. So if the calorie information is actually printed on the menu, give it a peek before you, before, you know, you, you, you order, right in, look yeah. for something that comes in at, at 500 calories or less. I do this, I do this when I go to Panera, right? Mm-hmm. And I go and I'm, I'm starving. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm going to get a whole sandwich. And then I'll look at the menu and it'll say like the calorie number for the whole versus the half. Yeah. And once I see that number and I see that a whole sandwich in some instances, like 1400 calories. It, or, yeah. or even 800 or, you know, 850 calories. I'm like, do I really want to like cash that in right now? Like I'm hungry, but the half will probably fill me up. I'll get a side salad. It comes with the apple, you know, I'll be good with that. And then I'm glad that I did after mm-hmm. the fact. Um, so anyway, just, just really pay attention because in all likelihood, if you're not paying attention, you're going to underestimate greatly the amount of calories that you're consuming. Absolutely. And to that point, some of the healthy sounding meals can be some of the worst. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they can be like some of those salads we talked about in the previous episode. Of course, there are some exceptions to the rule, but more often than not, like in fast food land, the healthy sounding stuff is worse for you than the items that seem like they do the most damage. For example, two slices of Sparrow's broccoli, spinach, and tomato pan pizza. Sounds like you got some good healthy veggies in there. Broccoli, tomato, spinach. It's going to cost you nearly 1,300 calories, 60 grams of fat, and at 2,600 milligrams of sodium. Uh, McDonald's fruit and maple oatmeal, oatmeal right? Oatmeal's great. Is I love that a healthy Every day I option? eat oatmeal, right? Yeah. Well, you make it at home, which is better. But that's another dish with a massive health halo, and it packs a whopping 32 grams of sugar. That's astonishing. I know. That's more than you'd get in an entire bag of M&M's. So, and it's like, oh, I'm going to have a little fruit oatmeal in the morning, do myself some good. So you just got to be careful with those healthful sounding items yeah, that and they trip you up. We've talked about this in, in, in other episodes around other foods. And it's like, there are a lot of buzzwords that, mm-hmm. that food marketers like, you know, made with whole grains. Right. Just because something is made with whole grains, it could be like 3% whole grains. It's different than the first ingredient being 100% whole grain. Got to look so for 100%. So you've just got to really kind of look at this. And just because, and that's the thing, it's like, you know, carrot cake. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or apple brand muffin. Apples are good. I know I need brand. Brand, good, brand yeah. fiber is good. The, the problem is muffin. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cake, right? Yeah. It's basically it's just cake. With bad it's, oils. Same thing with the oatmeal. Fat. Fruit and maple. Oh, fruit is good. Oatmeal is good. Maple is, comes from, from the trees. Yeah. And it's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. But it packs thir- 32 yeah. grams of sugar. Most of that is added sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not the naturally occurring sugar. And not enough fiber to balance it, unfortunately. So that's that's the problem there. And while a lot of, a lot of calories, fat, and sugar in your food is bad enough, how about silly putty? In silly putty, silly putty. in the yeah. food. Now you're just being silly, John. No, what are you I talking wish, about? I wish I was being silly. So, so <laughs> what do Ronald McDonald's nuggets, uh, chicken McNuggets, and fillet of fish have in common with a, a Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich deluxe? I'm scared to answer that. <laughs> they all contain, and this is this is a big one. So I might it might take me a second on this one. Dimal ethyl polysiloxane. It's a type of silicone that's used in cosmetics and aquarium sealant. So if you got a leak in your aquarium, you would use this. And you guessed it, it's also in Silly Putty. 
Oh my goodness, that's and it's in that's it's in those gross. now it, it doesn't pose any major health risks health risks in in the dosage that it's used in the food, but it's still unsettling nonetheless. So next time you <laughs> yeah. you know you're sitting there with your McNuggets or your fillet of fish or your you know your spicy chickens, you know just picture some silly silly putty and like as a kid when we put it down on the funny pages and like pull it up, you don't know. Yeah. I'm never going to be the that. same, John. Nope. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break from these amazing fast food facts to talk about hiring because hiring isn't as easy as putting an ad in the paper or posting on a job board anymore. With more qualified candidates than ever, you need something that helps you find the right people for your business, and LinkedIn Jobs does just that. With more than 500 million active members, people come to LinkedIn every single day to make connections, grow their careers, and discover new job opportunities. And 90% of LinkedIn users are open to new opportunities, but not actively scanning job boards. This means LinkedIn Jobs gives you access to an entirely different demographic than anywhere else. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. Things like collaboration, work ethic, and adaptability are all taken into consideration, so LinkedIn Jobs can help you find someone that's not only qualified, but also matches with your company's culture. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash eat this and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash eat this. Terms and conditions may apply. Fast food also may not be as cheap as you think. This is, this is, I think this, this is going to stop a lot of people yeah. in their tracks right here because this is, this is what I always kind of relate it to, right? right? It's Besides just efficient being fast and cost and efficient. Convenient. It's usually cheap, you think, in right. your mind. But, you know, over the years, they, they've upped their costs just like everything else out there. It costs about $30 for a family of four to have dinner at, at McDonald's. On the flip side, for just $12, you can buy a pound of healthy grains, mm -hmm. a pound of ground turkey, and a bag or two of frozen veggies, and cook up a big bowl of, like, delicious nutrition, and pretty fast, and fast. for your family. Right. The, the, the longest thing it's going to take there is whatever grain, if you're making, like, if you're actually making, you know, the brown grain, rice or something yeah. like that, it's going to take Quinoa, 20, 25 but, minutes. But while that's going, you brown up the, the, the turkey, and you microwave the frozen veggies, you mix it all together, put in a, like, sprinkle of feta or goat cheese in there for a little cream maybe a balsamic glaze for a little acid and bang you're done dinner. And, and it's, it's delicious and it's fast and it's a and lot cheap. cheaper than dinner at mcdonald's and you're going to feel better you're not going to be sad afterwards right. you're no. going to be happy you'll be sad when the bowl is empty <laughs> exactly All right but you'll you'll be you'll be satiated and, and happy in, in the long run um and that delicious flame grilled flavor it's fake have you ever wondered how your favorite burgers and chicken sandwiches get that fresh off the fire taste, even though they're frozen and cooked <laughs> indoors on like a flat top? It's the magic it doesn't make of any sense, right? Food. It turns out that the smoky flavor isn't legit at all. But are you really shocked at this point? We just talked about Silly Putty. Um, mm. when, f when a fast food item contains something called, quote, natural smoke flavor, unquote, it likely was created by Red Arrow Products Company, a commercial flavor firm. To create the flavor, the company actually burns wood, captures the flavor of the the smoke in water, bottles it, and sells it to places like Burger King and Wendy's. Now, I don't know about you, but that burger seems a little less appetizing for me yeah, right now. That's, that's nuts. They're just no, taking it I to feel a different duped, level. by the way. I'm so duped. I'm eating more, silly More than anything else. Smoke. Like, I feel, I feel like I've been, my entire childhood is a sham at this point. <laughs> it's all a sham. <laughs> but it's not just the smells, John. It's I the know. sights that are meant to entice you to. They actually decorate fast food restaurants to trigger certain cravings. Like, have you ever noticed that a lot of fast food chains use the same colors on their logos and inside their restaurants? That is no coincidence. Pizza Hut, In-N-Out, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, just 
just to name a few, they all use yellow and red in their logos. Mm -hmm. These colors have been proven to grab your attention. They're going to stimulate your appetite, increase the speed in which we all eat, and make us crave things. So wow. it's crazy, right? So to That's keep, insane. I know. So to keep your appetite in check, order from the drive-thru. That Close your eyes. Twice, Close your eyes when you walk <laughs> in. Don't eyes. look. Use a blindfold. Um, order from the drive-thru window. This is only the one or two times a month right. max that you're going, right? Order from the drive-thru window. Enjoy your food at home. Or if the weather's nice, eat outside the restaurant. Maybe take your meal to a park. But yeah, that's crazy, right? It's all these little right. like hidden things. Fake smoke. You've got the colors that oh, are man. like making you eat more. It's nuts. And it's, and it's not just those things. It's also they'll use words. In, in a way that kind of sucks you in and triggers you a little bit. And because a lot of health-minded folks go into fast food joints and with the best of intentions, you know, despite having having those, you somehow end up leaving with a bacon cheeseburger and a soggy order of fries. Right. It, happens, it happens to the best of us. There's no shame in that. Um, here's why that keeps happening, by the way. Food marketers tend to use descriptive phrases on their menus and in store ads, you know, it's like finger licking good and hot and juicy to boost the craveability of menu items they're hoping to sell. The the only problem is that they're not typically pushing the healthy stuff in, in those kinds of conditions and situations. Those dishes are less apt to get you hooked at the end of the day. In fact, consumers are 27% more likely to order an item if it's described with yummy sounding ad adjectives, says Cornell University. The same group of scholars also found that certain menu design elements, such as fancy fonts, colors, and graphics, tend to draw the eye towards specific items that can sway your order. So hmm. if they want you to kind of order something that they want to sell more of, they're going to have these subtle triggers in the messaging, whether it's the words, the the font, you know, how they depict them. Maybe there's an image alongside certain foods, right? If you go to a restaurant and it has like images of some of the foods, like those are not going to be the healthy foods right. that yeah, the images exactly. are because you, you're, oh my God, I see that and I want that bacon cheeseburger. Of yeah. course, it looks juicy and delicious. Why wouldn't I want that? What the hell? I'm here. So I feel like these, you know, these big chains have all the money in the world to hire top tier marketers yeah. like that are just awesome. I, I at what wonder they do. how much like their how much the uh, the budgets are marketing versus like food research like quality and food. Yeah. I'm sure it's better by the way like yeah. I don't mean to to just bash like because because there are so many of them that have made leaps and bounds mm -hmm. in Using in what they're offering antibiotic-free like all, all of those things those are all moves in the right direction but there a lot of these things are still issues yeah. so which is why we call them out here Exactly. All right. Well, if you're looking to cut calories, you can tap into your inner child. Genius. I mentioned the Happy Meal before. It's not just for kids. You know, you can order a Happy Meal as an adult if you want. This is this is funny to me, and I totally get it. According to research team of scientists, when a small incentive is offered with a meal, as is the case with just about every kid's meal out there, people are motivated to limit their portion size. Like this goes back to like the Cracker reward, Jack days, right? a reward, yeah, totally. you know, when we were younger, like we, I'm one of five kids. I've mentioned that before, but we didn't do fast food a lot. But if we did and we'd go to McDonald's, we'd, we'd be obsessed the with the toy and the Happy Meal. It's all we cared about. Yep. We cared about them more than the food. As it turns out, the combination of a half-sized portion of food with a non-food gift stimulates the same part of the brain, the area that, that uh, makes you feel happy, getting reward, desire, motivation. It has the same stimulation as a full-size portion alone. 
The study also discovered that, regardless of hunger, most people will choose a half-size portion of food if it's paired with a toy or monetary prize rather than a full-size portion at the same price. So it's all about that right. toy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though they ate less, the people who chose the incentive option tended not to compensate for the reduced portion size by eating more calories. Should go back and order more, right? So that's interesting because usually, like you said before, with the Panera, a lot of times, even if you get the half-size option, you're full. You're you're, totally. you're feeling good. You don't need the full the full thing. I don't even get a toy at Panera, by the way. <laughs> you should. Huh. You should get a toy. <laughs> Although I do the Panera reward, so sometimes I do get a free uh, cookie. Oh, there you so go. That's kind of that's kind of like it's better than a toy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's not helping the calorie cutting, yeah. but but it's better than a toy. And so we've heard about the the chemicals in our foods, of course, silly putty and and some of the others. Salads are probably the last place you'd expect to find more, right? Not so fast. These days, many fast food chains offer salads, which is a good thing. And if you solely looked at the things like calories, fat, and sodium, they're usually a step in the right direction versus some of the the burgers or other sandwiches and other fare. But when it comes to the quality of the ingredients in the salad, there's not they're not much better than some of the stuff that's infused by Silly Putty, for example. Many chains actually dust their salads with propylene glycol, which is a chemical that helps lettuce leaves stay crisp. <laughs> right? Just so it kind of defeats the, the yeah. fresh, nice, fresh, crispy salad. Yeah. Well, it's fresh and crispy because it's laced with this chemical. It's considered safe for consu- consumption, but it's also found in antifreeze and sexual lubricants, which just makes okay. the, the yeah, salad a lot less appetizing. That's, there's nothing sexy about that no, salad. No, nothing sexy. No. Nothing, nothing, oh. nothing fresh and crispy. Oh, man. Okay. So. <laughs> well, on that note, how do I even top that one? But um, That's a right. hard one. It's <laughs> a hard one to top. I'm never going to be the same after this yeah. episode. I'm just going to think of all these horrible things. Um, okay. More than likely, when you've gone to a fast food restaurant here or there, you've already been supersized without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Duke University research has discovered that chains often encourage customers to buy larger sodas by increasing the number of ounces in all their sodas. So most people subconsciously pick the middle option. I'll take the medium, but the larger the medium is, the right. more they can charge for it. Exactly. They're so sneaky. Right. The size of a medium has grown exponentially yeah, over the past decade. Yeah. It's so sneaky marketing again. Um, so just consider this one more reason to stick to water and avoid those chemical spike sodas altogether. And speaking of soda, fountain drinks are, well, they're, they're pretty dang dirty, actually. Oh, I'm no. getting all of this the like, like icky stuff, ones, right? You know? I'm getting all the ones that are like, people are going to hate me after this. They don't hate me already. Ice machines are notoriously difficult to clean, oh. making them veritable Petri dishes. And this actually is credited to an award-winning science project done by a 12-year-old Floridian uh, named Jasmine Roberts, who compared the bacterial content in ice water and toilet water from fast food restaurants. It found that 70% of the time, ice from fast food restaurants was dirtier than the toilet <laughs> That's water. That's just so 70% foul. of the time. In several cases, the ice tested positive for E. coli bacteria, which comes from human waste. So if your appetite wasn't ruined before, yeah. it for darn sure is now. Yeah. I'm and hey, it's one more anymore. reason to, you know, kick the soda habit, by the way. Of course. Yeah. So, if you didn't have a reason before, we've given you a million reasons. That's right. <laughs> That's like the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah, so, and oh. look... It, Again, we said at the top of this is probably not, you know, we didn't intend for it to be a scared straight. Maybe it was at, actually so. at the end. We might have might have been some marketing speak on our, on our side, like like some of the, the tactics used by, by food marketers. But uh, at the end of the day, 
a little bit of this is okay, right? What we don't want you to do is is maintain a steady habit of of fast food because because of these reasons and and so many more, by the way. And what we wanted to do is just kind of you know present some eye opening, surprising, some shocking facts that that make you just more aware yeah, when you find twice. yourself. Yeah, think twice. And I'm, I'm not saying like don't go. Like heck, yeah. I go, I take the kids to McDonald's, but it's it's not even once a month. Yeah. And it's a treat, and it, and I don't eat it because I know I know too much. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm cool with the kids eating it every now and then. You know what I mean? It's like so I don't I would I don't say these things to to say like you know don't take your kids. I take my kids there. So but it's I take it there I take them there infrequently enough that I'm it's not a concern for me. So mm-hmm. if, if it's if that's your situation, then hey cool for you. This is going to be some interesting cocktail party fodder for you <laughs> know, at the barbecue or something like that when you tell the people the, the silly putty fact or, or the, uh, the salad chemical fact. Um, and if you get nothing else from that, then, that, then it's been worth it. Absolutely. And to, so look, if you, if you need a go-to resource for what you should be eating, be sure to subscribe here and also check out eatthis.com. The team at Eat This Not That is dedicated to doing all of the hard work and making it easy for you to eat and enjoy all of your favorite foods guilt-free. So until next time, I'm John Hammond. And I'm Megan Murphy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Eat This. And you can follow me on Instagram too if you'd like. I'm at This Girl Can Eat. Be sure to also send us what food choices are on your mind. And you can email us at podcast at eatthis.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think about an episode? What should we cover next time? Do you have any burning food questions? We'd love to hear from you. So please email us podcast at eatthis.com. And we're going to help continue navigating all the difficult food choices as we help you eat this, not that. Until next week, guys.